Welcome to the Rosie on the House Arizona Hour, driven by Sanderson Ford. Your weekend wake-up tradition for the last 30 years. It's Rosie on the House. And shine. Good morning to all of our Arizona homeowners. I've got the door thrown wide open, a comfortable spot for you right here on the couch. Come on in to my house. It's Rosie on the house. In our yet to be named seven o'clock hour. Maybe that should be our contest today. Yeah, that should be a contest for today. That's my wife, sweet Jennifer, here in studio this morning. My son, number one son, Romy, co-host, is on my right. Sweet Jennifer's on my left. Gary D., our engineer, is in the engineering room. And we're here for you. In the 7 o'clock hour, we always, we call it Arizona People, Places, and Things. Romy had a couple great ideas this week for a new name for it. Something Do I let the cat find... out of the bag? Oh. Yeah, sure. Oh, I, I can't remember exactly, but something about, I don't know, what was that broadcast we had a couple of weeks ago? It just made me think campfire. The, camp, the morning campfire conversation. Morning campfire chat, something like that. Uh, it would be the anything that you want to talk about that, you know, after waking up under a beautiful night under the stars, a uh, little, little campfire going and... Just before you start the bacon and the eggs, you've got the coffee on, and you're starting a visit with some of your closest friends and family. That's what we do here in the 7 o'clock hour. It'd uh, certainly be a nice morning to be around a campfire. Oh, yeah. You might actually even get to have one out in the woods yeah. after that rain we got last night. Did you yep. see the sunrise, Romy? Oh, oh, yeah. I bet I bet my picture's better than yours. <laughs> I, heard, I heard Dad load up, and he, he made a noise, and I thought something was wrong. I said, wait, he said, look at this sunrise. It was gorgeous. Well, <coughs> the best thing about this morning's sunrise is uh, should sun, we, sun actually— Should we post your picture and my picture and have our listeners vote on the best one? I was we'll so busy looking, I didn't take a picture, but oh, I'll, no. I'll put yours up. <laughs> the best thing about it is that I think sunrise was just after 6 a.m., so it's it's almost— Almost a full hour later than it was. So takes that the steam off the back end of the day. Shorter. Yeah. 78 degrees this morning and very, very damp. We got a half inch of rain over the last night at our house, which uh, was on top of an inch and a half that we got on Tuesday night. So we've had two inches of rain at our house. Was it Tuesday night or Wednesday I think night? Wednesday. Wednesday night. I always judged the rain success by the how wet it is underneath the vehicles you know, it it's if you can see enough, the footprint of the car it wasn't enough <laughs> that there was running surface water well there must have been running surface water last night because it was wet under all the vehicles. good and saturated you yeah know, i gotta give the national weather service some props because remember back in june the forecast was for wetter than normal that's right uh monsoon now depending on where you live you might have might be an inch below or an inch above. Who knows? You know, Gary, there's something to be said for that. Because if you follow the official rainfall at Sky Harbor, that's considerably less than falling in a lot of places around the valley. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think we ought to petition the Weather Service 
and say, hey, there ought to be like six, seven, or eight rain gauges located within a particular geographic area, like between Mesa, Tempe, Glendale, Peoria, Scottsdale, Phoenix, and then let's just average them. Yeah, and because the two inches of rain that Tempe got a couple of days ago, a couple of nights. In one event. In one event. I mean, uh, and then you go maybe a mile in either direction, and they got .2 inches, and that's how the monsoon works. And Romy wants to post his picture of the sunrise this morning. I'd like listeners to post any video they took on the lightning activity these couple Mm. monsoons have brought. There was a couple times last night. Out the, you could just see it out the window, even through the curtains. It just big light show out there. It was like a strobe light in my place too. It's just it's constant. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. So great monsoon. Hope you're enjoying it. Uh, any listen, I'm a I'm gonna spoil the eight o'clock hour. If your grass isn't green now. Give it up. Well, we're talking trees, <laughs> so we won't have to worry about the grass John, today. John Eisenhower's coming in talking trees, but in the 8 o'clock hour where we generally take outdoor living questions and John J. Harper comes in and we talk about how to make your lawn look good, if your lawn doesn't look good now, give it up. Just, <laughs> just turn it under and do a rock garden because it doesn't even need fertilizer when it's getting this much natural rain it ought to be as green and as lush as you could possibly ever want it right now and hopefully you put pre-emergent down before the rain. <laughs> like i didn't like you did <laughs> got a little spurge going on yeah, there Gary. after the show i'm gonna be in the yard oh <laughs> man well we've had some great seven o'clock shows you know we have uh, dr david dean comes in and talks history all the time love those shows he comes in generally around the holidays and teaches us about holiday traditions and historical facts and dimensions that maybe you haven't considered. Uh, Dr. Sky comes in. He Boy, he's busy right now. He is. Got a great big event going on this weekend. Now, last night wasn't so great for him. Got the big meteor shower. Tell us how you pronounce it. Perseid. <laughs> Perseid. Perseid. It's a long E. Perseid. Any of his telescopes see through clouds? I don't think so. I had a friend who's up in Payson on Friday night, and she said it was really great. And not and the client, you know, the big night's supposed to be Sunday night, so still a chance we get to see it tonight and tomorrow night. Well, the the state parks have some star parties going on this weekend that y'all need to be aware of. There's there's so much going on right now. Uh, Hamalavi State Park has a family friendly environment that is going to be star party. That's Talk about a, a dark place to watch. Oh, man. If if you've got any view into the sky, that's the place to do it. Sunset Crater, just down the road from Hamalavi, also has a star party going on as well. So you've got a couple of those. And uh, Dr. Sky's at the Sedona Rouge. Sedona Rouge, absolutely. So we've got a lot going on. You can walk out in your backyard right now in the early evening, and you can see Mars, Saturn, and Jupiter all in the sky at one time across the southern horizon. It's absolutely beautiful. Mars, it's easy to pick out. You can actually see the, the red. You can actually see the coloration with your naked eye. So get a pair of binoculars and it's a, it's spectacular. What time? It it's right at sunset. I mean, it's right there, okay. baby. Look out to the southeast and it's probably about 10 degrees above the horizon, 10 to 15 degrees. It, it's the brightest thing 
in that portion of the sky at that time of the evening. You can't miss it. Hmm. Can't wait Even, for Space Force to get into it. <laughs> but that's right. Space, you know, that's a that now there's a topic we could have at seven AM. Who would we bring in to talk about what Space Force looks like? Good luck finding someone, because I still don't get it. I'm still recovering from last week. <laughs> Black holes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, starting the nuts. <laughs> yes. And particularly, I, I loved last week's 7 a.m. show about, we were talking about the origins of gravity. gravity. Origins of gravity. It's a pretty uh, heavy topic for we're 7 a.m. We're going to have him back, because that was a great one hour. How about the how about the APS engineer that came in and talked about what electricity is and how we have managed to t- harness a naturally occurring uh, phenomena and uh, let it basically control our entire life at this point. So your favorite shows are obviously the ones more scientific in nature: the sky, the earth, gravity, electricity. Romy, what are your favorite? And history. I like Dr. David Dean's lessons. Yeah, you know, it's hard for me to think back. It really is because they're always so busy going forward, going forward, going forward, getting the next one. It, it's hard. I, you know, I, I never sit back and reflect. But the first one that came to mind when you asked today, we were at the Hacienda Hotel in Prescott. And we were there for an event early spring. It was really it might have even been the year that the seven o'clock hour started. If not, it was just in the first year. Did we broadcast on the patio? Mm-hmm. We did. Uh-huh. And who did Front we have? Patio. You know, it was nobody we had planned, but it was the art cowboy art museum, and Bob Bull's Bell walked by, and Dad grabbed him and put him on the air. And I don't know if he just had six cups of coffee that morning already. I don't know if Bob's always like that. I, I don't know him well enough personally, know, but he was just a cut up. That that was the first one that stuck out in my mind. That so. was a great show. That really was. Well, I want to talk about what the listeners would like to hear in our seven o'clock hour. So, if you're a regular listener at seven o'clock, if you're up every seven every Saturday morning at seven to kind of tune tune into what the Romeros are got going on and you have an idea of something you'd like us to pursue, you can text us or call right now, one 767 4348 We'd like to hear about your ideas. We're going to collect your ideas, and we're going to take, at the end of the hour, we're going to take the 10 best ideas we get, put them in a hat, and one of you will win an Arizona staycation. So it's about whatever topic you're just live naturally curious about. What expert could we get on to discuss it? Give us a ring with your ideas at one triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight. They can also text us at forward four one one nine two three or Facebook messages, and we'll gather all those up and do start getting to work we'll vote on the 10 best ideas we like and one of 10 this is a one in 10 chance of you winning a sanderson ford rosie on the house arizona staycation there's just no other place you could be seven o'clock saturday morning that you'd have a chance for something like that so we're glad you're joining us we're going to come back and talk about other things 
that we'd like to discover that the Romeros would like to go pursue. I've got three or four things I particularly want to go try and find, and there's only there's one of them. It I'm gonna have to have the listeners help mm-hmm. to find this guy. More when we get back. The Rosie on the House Arizona Hour, driven by Sanderson Ford. That doesn't make you pick up the broom or the mop and start playing a little air guitar on the broomstick handle. I don't know what would. Barbara called in and wants us to do a show on the Arizona topography. Okay. That would be an interesting one, like maps. Um, somebody that from Wide World of Maps that could tell you when you get your... State Forest Road map, what all the different legends are and different trails. I mean, I, I've spent hours looking at those when I'm out. Just we've had the we've had the National Ge- Geological Survey on a couple times. We can certainly have mm-hmm. them back on, particularly as the microcluster earthquakes at each end of the uh, Mogollon Rim are they are they still registering? <laughs> Got a question on someone wanting well, to know about what the volcanoes were like as well. What it was um, like when the volcanoes were forming here. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Very hot. Very hot. How do you think they made those maps in the 50s and 60s? Because some of those old forest maps that you still get, you know, this was, it'll tell you the last time that it had been updated, and it's 40, 50, 60 years old. Like, how'd they do that back then? I, you know, I, I don't know. How they draw all those little lines to show how steep the mountain is, and how are they measuring that, and who's walking around? Had to be interesting. Had to be old-fashioned aerial photography. It's the only thing I I can imagine. Mm -hmm. Well, we've got a couple people that want to come on and share ideas with us. Okay. I don't have the name, but Gary's telling me line two. Line two, Nikki. Is that you? Uh, That's me. Ah, she has some great ideas. The first Uh, one I really like. Okay. All right. Let's capture them. (laughs) Hi. Um. So my first idea was. Maybe having a home economics expert come on. Um, I'm kind of the between the millennial and before before millennial. I grew up with a rotary phone, but I also grew up with not having home economics. And when I got into my 20s, I had to learn how to budget and how to cook an egg and things like that. I think a lot of parents would probably like to have some information about how to teach their children those things since they don't. Um, they were probably not taught them as well. All right. Very good. You had a couple ideas? Yep. And another one was I'd really like to know more about um, Arizona sports, uh, but pre pre our professional sports. Like, what did we have in Arizona um, a long time ago? But And I say long time ago, like the 80s. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> way back. That just hurt. Nikki's, Nikki's young. <laughs> Nikki, I think we could go further back with the Adelaide. I, I thought she was talking Adelaide. Yeah. I thought she was talking Native American, the sport courts that are built out in the middle of the desert. Uh, but See, no, I have no idea about any of those things, and I would love 
know more about those things. Now, what causes you to get up at 6, 6 7 o'clock on Saturday mornings? Well, I'm a parent. I'm I'm actually, I'm like 37, so I'm a parent, so I'm up. But my folks are out of town, and they live at the foot of South Mountain, so I'm going to go check their property to make sure everything's okay from the storm last night. Very good. Well, we appreciate you sharing the ideas, Nikki. You uh, take care, and thanks for tuning in to Rosie on the House. Hey, thanks for everything you guys do. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, Romy, where do you want to go? What well, you, you have some great ideas. Uh, well, I'd like to get Bob Baffert. Um, as far as I know, he's the only two-time trainer of a Triple Crown and two, that's two different horses that have won a triple crown. He's from Nogales. I thought that'd be he's an Arizona boy. An interesting yes. story. How do you go from Nogales to a two-time triple crown horse train trainer? Um, you know that on the topic of housing, and I know that's not what we try and cover in the seven o'clock hour. It's supposed to be anything but that. Uh, so maybe it, this isn't a seven o'clock hour, but you know, there's there's interesting structures around the state like you've got the Tovery Castle you've got the Wrigley Mansion you've got Montezuma's Castle you have um, the ruins at Casa Grande you know those are tall enough that, and the way it's built probably could be considered a castle it was used yeah as a well, fortress. at the time it was a castle absolutely <laughs> yes so yeah, castles of Arizona I got the well, first that's a interview great one. that's I got a Tovery great lined one. up already Romy okay. for next month yeah There's, I didn't realize there was I just Google searched castles and it listed ten right away. Who knew we had ten castles in the state? Wow! Oh, that's so a, that that's a series one. I would like to do. That would be a great one. But you can't win a staycation. <laughs> 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 no, but we I, got that idea for free. <laughs> we are probably one of the few people to say we've been on the top of Tilbury Castle. One of our ranking Arizona years, we you know we always take a picture at a historic or iconic building uh, for that. Those have been fun to do. The next one's going to be really fun. And we got to be on top of Tovery Castle, (laughs) and the helicopter that was carrying the photographer only had a narrow window because Sky Harbor would only hold the flights for like (laughs) 90 seconds for the helicopter to spin around. That was fun. Aaron didn't think so. No. (laughs) We'll come back with Jennifer's idea where she'd like to go at 7 o'clock, and I need y'all's help with where I'd like to go. So stay tuned. I need your help. Easy listening, Rosie on the house on a beautiful Arizona Saturday morning. We've got all kinds of ideas coming in this morning. Kind of like us all over the place. Lots of curious people. Generally in the 7 o'clock hour, we don't ask for feedback from our listeners. You're always welcome to call in, but generally we're engaged in a conversation with someone and there just is hardly room to bring in any outside callers. So, it's interesting that we open the lines up in the 7 o'clock hour and how many people are out there reaching into us and giving us ideas. What are some that you've captured here? And then I want, to, I want you to go into your ideas, and then I want to go into how I need help from the listeners. Whew, all right. So some of them, I don't know how we tie into our 7 o'clock hour. One was how to make a happier family. Interesting. And then we talked. You had something. Oh, no. <laughs> 
that's a one-hour show. <laughs> <laughs> that may need to be a series. Woo! Uh, How to make a happier family. Wow, okay. That's a pretty deep one. That's a deep one. And then, uh, like Nikki said, maybe some home economic stuff. Um, we had somebody from California wanting to know why there's an increase in shark attacks. So it's not really an Arizona topic. Okay. Um, lots of suggestions that we cover the weather, the microbursts, the monsoons, how to protect yourself. My, um, Mike had a good way of putting that. What did he call it? He wanted to know the anatomy of a monsoon and a microburst. That's a, that's a good way to put it. And how to protect against it. I mean, you just can't. It's, it's a cold drop of air, and when and where it happens is completely random. It's like it's, a bear attack. You tuck your head between your knees. <laughs> And kiss you. Yeah, that one. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's just building with block, you know, strong masonry structure. There you go. Doing as good All as you right. can. Yeah, some requests for history of towns and what there is to do around the state. I think we kind of try to cover that on, with staycations. On okay. that, Barbara said ghost towns. Mm, particularly I like that one. ghost towns. Her and her husband like to drive around the back roads and explore, and would like to know where to where to find various ghost towns. I think there's one in Jerome, if I'm not mistaken. We could bring Roger Naylor and uh, Marshall Trimble on again and talk about ghost towns in Arizona. You betcha. Two of the best ghosts in the state. Two of the best, <laughs> best old ghosts in the state. <laughs> and just things for like Arizona Game and Fish. Oh, I've got some Game and Fish stuff to talk about here just in the next few minutes. Yeah, so just lots of good topics. I think anything we talk about, somebody's going to be enjoying it. I, I particularly like um, I like the history, but I like kind of more the recent history. So, um, you know, talking to like Marshall Nick, Trimble. Like Nikki, like from the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> that recent? No, just uh, one of the requests was what it was like, like, you know, in the previous decades. And I think that's really interesting. I love talking to uh, Ray Odom last week or a couple weeks ago um, about what it was like when Phoenix was just developing. I love the stories that Marshall Trimble tells and Dolan Ellis. I like, I like being able to kind of touch part of it, you know, so... Well, here's a topic I've actually been working on for a actually, in all reality, a couple years. And the man I'm looking for has actually called the show. And we keep incredible data on information y'all provide us. But. For the life of me, this person... We cannot turn up in our data. This person called the show and says, you have to have me on. I have found the lost Dutchman gold mine. So if you are listening this morning and you found the lost Dutchman gold mine or you know <laughs> the person or you have read articles, we, we can't find this particular person. Uh, I'd like to have them on and talk about that. To do it, I need y'all's help. Who was he and how to get a hold of him? Yeah, and I, and, and there's somebody else that says they found the uh, Peralta Grant uh, mines of the Agua Fria, which uh, are supposed to be as equally enriched with gold as the Lost Dutchman gold mine is. So, boy, this Peralta land grant, I'm really glad that guy did not get this. I mean, that's that's basically from Phoenix to Casa Grande all the way into New Mexico. And he almost got it. At one time, James Addison Rivas, 
had convinced the railroads that were going across that particular piece of property, they owed him money to have the easement of the railroad on his land grant. <laughs> yeah, that, he, he actually well, had railroad companies pay him money. Well, well, is that what would you call it? Uh, reoccurring revenue annuity? That's that, an, that would be an annuity. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it would be. Well, he he would have ended up with just about one of the prettiest swatches of the entire state. That's for sure. It includes most of San Carlos Indian Reservation, the Blue River, the San Francisco Mountains, San Francisco River, all of Safford, all the Gila River. <laughs> Prime real estate there. And he almost got it. Court case, 1895. Hmm. What kept him from getting it? Do, you, do we know yet? Well, they Are discovered that, that some of the documents he had imported from Mexico uh, were somehow falsified. Mm. <laughs> hmm He actually went to California to marry a woman. To get the rights? To get the rights. <laughs> The barrenness of Arizona. Hey, let me talk to y'all. You had somebody call in, babe, and say you they wanted to hear more from Fish and Game. We had a great relationship with Jim Paxson, who was the uh, public information officer. Then he was special assistant to uh, the director, uh, Mr. Larry Boyles. Uh, Jim Paxson now has moved to his family ranch in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. And just a couple weeks ago, ran for election. Now he's... He's county commissioner, Romy. How funny. <laughs> just couldn't retire. <laughs> he just huh? couldn't retire. But Fishing Game has some absolutely spectacular events. I'm going to mention three here in particular. Next weekend, they're holding an elk viewing workshop at Mormon Lake. It's open to families. This is absolutely spectacular. You'll be uh, given some incredible information on the elk herd in Arizona, where they originated from, how many do we have, the basic uh, life cycle of an elk, and then you'll be given a chance to get in with one of the game and fish rangers and go look at herds at up to hundreds of elk. That's a family uh, workshop. It's an all-day workshop at Mormon Lake. It's a blast. Coming up in late September... They are going to release more California condors at the Vermilion Cliffs National Monument, and the public is invited to be there. That's a spectacular event. That's September 22nd. On September 28th and 29th, you can actually go to Lake Roosevelt, and you can help game and fish build fish habitat that they are then going to drop to the bottom of the lake to give the fish more protection, and housing habitat. So those are three events. You can get to Arizona Game and Fish, azgfd.gov, and take a look at all the things they've got going on. So I'd, I'd be all for uh, bringing in a guy from Game and Fish on a regular basis. Need to find a new best buddy over there. I'll do it. I'll, I'll get a hold of a couple of them. Ty, the new director, or Scott Lavin. I'll, I'll track somebody down. We'll get them in here. We're not talking about Star Trek. <laughs> Is that one of the? <laughs> <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Somebody wants to talk about tequila. No, no politics. We, you know, we're we're not going there. Even in an election year, we can't even go there in an election year. Jennifer, That's please. Coffee table at home, please. <laughs> not please. in the studio. Yeah. Uh, I, like I could, this one, I could tell everybody in Arizona exactly how to vote on every single issue. The the history. 
of a town each week. We kind of had the ghost town, but what about the history? Okay. When was it established? The mayor who settled it? This guy Maybe how the town got its name. Yeah. You know, some of the obvious ones, Sholo, Phoenix, Flagstaff, you know, those are pretty well known about the name. But, you know, like uh, uh, Eloy. Was there a Mr. Eloy? Ajo. Was there a Mr. Ajo? <laughs> or was it, does that mean something else? Garlic. Um, it means garlic. Ajo does? <laughs> oh. oh, so they're probably growing garlic. There's a story there, right? Yeah. Well, Phoenix was almost Pumpkinville because of the pumpkins right. they found growing here. Uh, I'm see. glad we caught that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad that self-corrected. Springerville, was there a spring there? Mm-hmm. Natural spring? How, how that? That might be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Well, I especially like yours on castles. That's great. Thank you all for reaching out to us this morning. That definitely generates several talking points that we can put together material for in the future 7 o'clock hours. We're going to write them all down. We're going to put them on separate pieces of paper. We're going to take a hat here in the room, and we're going to mix them all up. And one of you, in, and, and the contest isn't over, so if you'd like to contribute your idea, it's one 767 Roman, you're getting a lot of them on text. Are you on Facebook? I'm on text. Okay. It's funny. I always think, well, this person must be that. Like, Mom said that tequila and reading the text from this person about the origins of tequila and how it involved with some very high-end sipping alcohol. I'm like, this must be like a local tequila <laughs> distributor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this person more more speaking from professors at universities. I'm like, well, that's probably a university professor. <laughs> who, who wants to wake up on Saturday morning here, a university professor talk? I do like I like Doctor Dean on history, but really, of course he'd have to bring in samples. Just saying, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, right. Like you know, we had corn last week to kill. Oh, that's right, you we know. did. Yeah. There are interesting people besides historians. Do you know who I have? We have coming in in a couple weeks. I can't believe you landed this deal, Misty Hyman. She was like hero in our house while the kids were growing up. Katie, our daughter, is a swimmer, and of course Misty's a limp, swimming Olympian. So she's going to come in and visit with us in a couple weeks. She's got one of those gold thingies she won yeah. at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'll be our first Olympic gold medalist in studio. When do you have her coming in? Uh, I think it's the second week of September. Okay, well, that's a great one. Great job there. So we love having our fun on 7 o'clock uh, hours uh, where we take the show any place that you would like us to go or any place that we would like to go. And it generally revolves around Arizona. But, Romy, the the, the ASU professor, the astrophysicist we brought in last week, I thought it was one of the best 7 o'clock hours we ever had. That was interesting. That was interesting. I said Dr. Dean, too. Yeah, Dr. Dean. I guess it's just a professor of what? <laughs> I, I'll take an astrophysicist anytime we can get him. It's surprising how many suggestions on home improvement we received. One person said, what about pools in the desert? I'm like, well, you obviously didn't listen last weekend. Just listen for a couple more hours. Above and Beyond Pools is <laughs> going to be here at 10 o'clock. And Joe writes in and says, how about uh, your backyard? What trees to plant? What size? Well, well John Stay Eisenhower tuned. is right out there. We're going to be talking about that here in about 20 minutes. It was like three suggestions for trees. I'm like, oh, just hang on. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. John, John's here. We're, we're talking trees today. I am surprised John has the time to come in and visit with us. I, I don't think in our little corner of the valley, 
I don't think I've ever seen as many trees down as there are right now. You ought to go out to Sun City Grand. Over the course of the last two storms in the last 10 days. I went to visit Mom, and between between Bell Road and her house, which is like a mile and a half, I saw at least 50 trees broken in half, uprooted, limbs, major limbs down. Incredible. You know what's really funny? The Arizona Nursery Association has an annual conference they called SHADE, Southwest Horticultural uh, Southwest uh, Day of Education. And just last year, it was at Desert Ridge. It moved up there. It used to be out by the Cardinal Stadium. Then it was at the Biltmore. Now it's it's found its way up to the Marriott by Desert Ridge. And I don't know if it was still like this, but here you have landscape and tree professionals from all across the state coming in. And that stretch, that road in front of the <laughs> hotel, was so blown over with Palo Verde trees for like three days. You couldn't even hardly drive through. It was close to one lane. So I thought, well, if, I don't know if they're waiting for the shade guys to get here and get a bunch of free work done or what the heck. But you'd have thought that had been picked up like that. But that just shows how many people were so busy picking up trees that the Marriott, for a week, had, <laughs> had their, their landscape torn up. one of our favorite things about the seven o'clock hour is the Sanderson Ford Staycation. And one of our newest partners is the World Mark by Wyndham, the Bison Ranch. I'm going to introduce you today to Wendy Johnson. Hey, Wendy. Hi, how are you doing? Good. Hey, what is your job at Wyndham? I am actually the regional director of rental sales for Wyndham Extra Holidays, which is part of the Bison Ranch. Why don't you tell everybody what is so wonderful about the stay at the Bison Ranch? Bison Ranch is it's a recreated Old West 1880s town, and it actually sits between Payson and Cholo, while it's just two and a half hours from Phoenix. So it's a great place to cool off in the summer, or cozy up on chilly nights during the winter time and experience the fall colors as well. And on the property itself, there's a little boardwalk that goes around the little town, and there's little shops, right? Yes, there is. There's lots of activities to do around Bison Ranch. We have horseshoe pits, pool table, ping pong arcade on site for the kids, horseback riding is next door, hiking, there's a catch and release fishing pond, and it's also a good home base for any day trips to the Petrified Forest, the Painted Desert National Park, and of course, standing on the corner in Winslow, Arizona. Got to do that. And you know, Wendy, what I think is so great too is if you don't have a cabin up in that area, the the rooms and the are so big and roomy and full of little kitchen and everything, you can just make yourself at home and pretend like you have a cabin without all the work. Absolutely. We feel it's a great getaway for families and folks who want to get away from the city because of those spacious two-bedroom units that have a cozy gas fireplace, full kitchen, living room, dining room, and even a washer and dryer so they don't have to worry about bringing enough clothes. They can go ahead and wash them right there. It'd be great to go ahead and reserve a room for the fall and get to see the colors too, right? Yes, yes. You certainly can. Hopefully the listeners will want to experience uh, World Mark by Wyndham Bison Ranch because we have excellent customer service and just feeling the comforts of home without being at home. So right. making reservations is, is very easy using the link on your Rosie on the House website. Thank you for joining us this morning. We appreciate it. Thank meet, you so much. Meet you up there. Okay. And that would be a great place to go as well. You People go all the way to the northwest to go what they call leaf peepers. Well, we got plenty of aspens and high mountain areas. You could go leaf peeping around Arizona. It's also interesting to see the themes that, like, seem to come in all of a sudden we received a number of interest uh, that revolve around music somebody suggested the musical instrument museum and 
you know, maybe what's on display at that time. Um, more somebody, musicians. Somebody said more musicians, and I will tell you the problem with that. At eight o'clock on a Saturday morning, <laughs> this, or seven, seven o'clock, o'clock they, they got to get up at six to get here. They've just are starting to go down if they're performing <laughs> live. So we've we've tried musicians on a Saturday morning are really hard, uh, and even uh, like even the Herndon brothers. You know, they how late are they playing at Handlebar Jays? Yeah, right. Ray's been on before. Um, so that, that, that's a hard one just because of the time of morning. Uh, we did have, oh, come on, come on, Nick. He is, he works at KQ&A, our Prescott affiliate. You remember he came down and did live music for us. The guitar. At the Jersey oh, Lily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fantastic. Nick Calhoun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, really that, incredible guitarist. Well, he... He dragged his little self in there. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, he was playing at the Jersey Lily till they closed the night before. You know, I mean, that's his, that's what they're getting paid for, and he... Turn around four hours later, and he was back on stage that night. I don't know if he was able to sneak away for a little nap in between. Um, but Jim also wrote in, and he loved the Boots and Burgers, and he said there's another book called Day Trips with a splash. Uh, this author went around and found all the different places you could go take a hike and still get wet in okay. Arizona. That would right. be an interesting one. He's uh, He likes the Chiricahua Mountains, said that would be a fun one to talk about. So kind of back to the topography and yeah. geography theme. Got a request for canoe and kayak tours, you know, maybe places you could go where you could find amenities along the way. And then one just came in for retired sports personalities, which Romy had brought up last week, and maybe like Randy Johnson, just some of the people, you know. I don't, it'd be fun. Well, we are going to put, I think we have, I don't know, you, you said you had over 20 ideas that have come Probably in Probably close this to 30 hour. at this point. 30. Romy, you've got as that many again so a lot of them are the same theme okay mm-hmm. around the same theme but yeah all right we're gonna put all these names in a hat and we're gonna we're gonna pick the 10 best that we like kind of subjective there but uh, one of you will win an arizona staycation we'll try and get that done in the top of the hour between uh, seven and eight while uh, john eisenhower steps in we'll be talking trees all in the eight o'clock hour and boy, there's got to be questions on trees because, like I said a little while ago, I cannot remember. I'll be curious to ask John and check his memory. I cannot remember a time where in my neighborhood I have seen this many trees down. And like you were saying, Jennifer, not just blown over with the root ball, but split. viciously split, twisted, and cracked in half. So, absolutely incredible. John Eisenhower, 8 o'clock hour. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be talking trees.